And I'm recording. What's up? I'm recording. Me too. I'm recording. Recording in the dark. It's not really dark because it's only 8 p.m. <laughs> but I feel like it's dark. Hello. Welcome back welcome. to another episode of <laughs> Music Mondays, you guys. <laughs> That's Leah. That's Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> what? That took you a second, but you got it. Uh, it's oh, fine. I feel like a shell. Anyway. I'm going to um, just preface this with, if you hear a small child wailing, it's because I'm currently in a hotel and there is a pool outside my window and there is a child out there yelling a lot. So I apologize in advance for our listeners if you can hear a small child screaming. And if you can hear an adult woman screaming, don't worry, it's just me. I have a lot of problems. Thank you. <laughs> this week, so we're, that's that. <laughs> this week we're talking about Clara's new album, Immunity. Uh, we are. Yeah, she's cool. Clara Contril, Cottrell is Claro. She's 20 years old. Um, she is pretty new to the music scene. She's only been around since 2017. Um, and well, I mean, she's been around earlier than that, but like she's been in the spotlight since 2017. Um, right. After escalating, or her fame escalated after releasing Pretty Girl, um, which blew up on YouTube. It has over 35 million views. Um, it's a lo-fi produced song uh, in the category of bedroom pop. Um, she's from Atlanta, Georgia, and she is the daughter of a marketing executive, Jeff Cottrell, which a lot of people uh, say that her fame can be contributed to her father being a marketing executive, but she's like... Well, it- she was like, nah, dog, it's YouTube's algorithm. They just fed my song to a bunch of people that listen to Bedroom Pop, yeah. and that's how people found my song, which is the truth. Yeah, for sure. Like, that's how it happened. I mean, she's also very good and deserves all the popularity she's getting, but it also, I'm sure it doesn't hurt that your dad's a marketing executive. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> but no, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, And so, like, she's very inspired by 1980s pop music, which you can definitely hear um, in her music. Uh-huh. Uh, but she um, was given the bedroom pop label, um, but it it was never her intention to make that style of music, which is very obvious on this album. Um, she completely ditched the bedroom pop sound. She kept a little bit of it so that she could still keep her audience and stay yeah stay relevant with the people that already love her. But I would not categorize this album as bedroom pop. I would call it soft rock, actually. Yes. I wouldn't categorize it as pop anymore. Um, Soft rock with, like, very heavy production. Not heavy in a bad way, but just, like, there. It's, like, soft rock with pop influence. Yeah. Um, But she does have a record contract with Fader, and that's who produced this album. Oh, nice. It is her first studio album. It was released on August 2nd. 2019. Brand spanking new. Yep. Uh, just last week. And she has one EP. It's called Diary 001. Um, and she has a bunch of singles out, too. Um, she's one of those artists. Like like any new young artist, she released a bunch of singles before she put out an EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has roughly 6 million monthly listeners on Spotify and roughly 605,000 followers on Spotify. And I think that she's gained a lot of her monthly listeners by opening. She's currently opening for Khalid on tour. Nice. Which is pretty cool. I think that they are really um, 
interesting duo because Khalid is very much R&B pop. Like, that is his exact genre. Like, that's what he makes. And she's yeah. she's soft rock with pop influence. So it's, it's pretty cool to have people that are so different but also, like, mesh so well. Like, you could listen to both of them on the same playlist and be like, oh, yeah, this works. Right. Well, and they're also, like going through kind of like the same walk of life I mean obviously Khalid is like way bigger than she is but like they're the same age and they're like he kind of blew up as quickly as she's blowing up now so I'm sure he can like relate to a lot of it so there's probably like a lot of personal compatibility too which is yeah which is cool they're really yeah like they're like besties like they post pictures with each other all the time and that's cute I love that. I love when openers and the headliners are friends and they, like, hang out. Yeah. And they're not like, oh, well, you're just the opener, so wow. Yeah. You know. I like that a lot of people are kind of ditching the, this is the opener I was assigned, and picking their openers now. Yes. Which was, like, I know I already talked about seeing John Bellion, but he picked Lawrence to open, Mm -hmm. and I think that the A&R agents that put together the tour... Like, we're like, oh, you need to have Mark Bassey on tour, too. Like, I think he picked Lawrence, and then the a were like, yeah. But he didn't pick. I don't see that, him picking it, Mark Bassey. Like, he's fine, yeah. but he was not. Yeah. Well, and it's like, and I feel like the culture around it, too, is not so much like, oh, you're just the opener, and, like, I'm the headliner, and wow. Because when you get people that are assigned to each other, you can get big heads like that. And it's like, no, like... You're working together to go on tour to make a tour. Like, you're both important. And with a lot of these young people, like Khalid and Claro and artists Mm -hmm. of the like, they're friends. So they want to be on tour together because they want to hang out all the time and they want to be on each other's buses and be doing all that stuff. So it makes it more fun for them to be together. Right, because they decided somebody that they know that they're going to get along with and can make tour less of a job and more of a like an experience yeah. that they're having. Absolutely. Which is cool. <sighs> Sorry, big yawn. Been up since five. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um What's what's your favorite? My favorite is Impossible. Um it has like one of the most basic drum beats but with, like, a little bit of pizzazz. Like, they add, like, an extra, like, tit in there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The wise words of Taylor Dodson. They add an extra Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Though. And I love it so much. Like, every time I listen to Impossible, I'm, like, really, like, jamming to it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know. I like it a lot. And the first time I listened to it, I was, like, super fucking into the beat. And then she came in with that auto-tune, and I was like, oh... And then I listened to it again, and I didn't even hear the auto-tune, because I just really loved the song. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk about, oh, I mean, I guess I'll talk about my favorite, and then we can just go into what we like, because it's related. My favorite is Alewife. Of course, she opens the album with a beautiful, lovely ballad, with lovely piano and lovely harmony. So, of course, that's the one that I picked. Mm -hmm. No one's surprised. I'm not. Yeah. But... Speaking of, I think that the harmony and the vocal layering on this album, like, man, I'm a sucker for the, like, weird electronic-y sounding harmonies. Mm -hmm. 
ooh baby. And like she doesn't have that like all the time, but she has the the harmonies that she picks to use in a lot of these songs resemble the structure of that mm-hmm. style, you know, but it doesn't sound electronic. It's just like she picked really unique harmonies and not like the ones that would be obvious in in theory and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I greatly appreciate that because it's lovely. And this album was really good. I didn't listen to it as much as I wanted to because I drove a lot and listened to only podcasts to get me through my driving (laughs) because I can't focus on albums for very long when I'm driving that long. Um, But it's so good. It is quite good. I loved it. I saw, I was reading a Pitchfork article because they they gave her an eight, which is reasonable. Um, Mm -hmm. But saying going back to what you're saying about the electronic style and the harmonies um they say that she has like an 808s and heartbreak style auto-tune on her verses and the power ballad guitar on the choruses which is mm-hmm. like especially on closer to you that's the one that they pointed it out on but i think it has that on alewife too and a couple of the other songs um mm-hmm. and it's really interesting and they also compared sophia to Dancing on My Own by Robin. Yes. Yes. Um, I agree. They said, Sophia is powder- powered by a Dancing on My Own synth chug about the most sure, <laughs> about the most surefire banger fodder there is, but one that remains in the mm-hmm. background beneath crackly distorted guitar. Yeah. I thought it was super cool to hear. Well, I talked, I said genre blend, but I guess it's more of like a style blend because... She had, like, the very electronic drum, like, when I say heavily produced, I only say heavily because I don't know how else to describe it. I don't mean that I think it sounds bad and overproduced. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it sounds very in-studio electronic. And she mixes that with, like, the just like the distorted guitar that you'd hear in an indie garage recording on someone's Zoom mic or some shit, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, like... I think those two things coming together create like a really cool style that's very unique. And I guess I say genre blend, but I guess it'd be more like I can't really place her too specifically in any genre. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think but, I have a feeling that she's going to continue to like kind of bop around and evolve with her sound, um, mm-hmm. which I mean is expected. Well, she's 20 years old, so it's expected. But right. Um, I mean, already just going from EP to album, there's a big change in sound right well and being so ambiguous in the genre and all that kind of stuff gives gives someone a lot of room to grow and experiment which is cool especially when you're that young and you're so fresh and you're already so popular you have a lot of room to to grow you haven't you haven't locked yourself into anything too specific yet yeah you know so and if you and you you don't have to if you set yourself up to not have to do that either, which is what I feel like what she's doing. Right. And not saying that artists can't ever expand into other genres, but like if someone's like, I'm a country artist, and they're like, now I'm a punk rock, it's like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you know? Yeah. But I, I said that it's almost like she's growing up and leaving bedroom pop behind, which like bedroom mm-hmm. pop as, an, as a genre is like such a weird thing that I feel like just sprouted out of nowhere. Very much like mm-hmm. a SoundCloud, like it definitely started on SoundCloud genre, oh, yeah. and it's it was people just like 
hitting those little their beat pads boards with the buttons yeah boards with the buttons beat pads you know what (laughs) uh but bedroom pop is very much to me i feel like i'm yelling um i feel like it's uh a bunch of teenagers that make bedroom pop which obviously there's more than that but that's what when i think of bedroom pop i think of teenagers um yeah and which is kind of weird because it's called bedroom pop but um no but it's like you think of like young people like just like making music like in their in their bedroom and they're like yeah I think of the teenagers that have like three tiny little art prints and that's the only thing on their on their wall anywhere yeah like it's it's teenagers and college students that make music in their free time and put it up on on SoundCloud for fun those are the people Mm -hmm. who invented bedroom pop um and I feel like this is her saying okay I'm done with SoundCloud I'm done with that scene. I'm ready to be. I'm breaking into the real industry now. Finger quotes, real musician. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I agree. RT. Yeah. All the above. Um. I put. I put. I put. I put. I put. I put that I lie. I put that she opens up about um exploring her sexuality and figuring out. She came out as bi. Uh, either late last year or early this year, I can't remember. Um, and she talks about it in bags. Um, I had it somewhere in here. She says, um, oh, Clara sings about what she sings about is mundane but charged. Watching TV, quote, wasting time on the couch, but also dropping hints, um, like a subtle call me by, by your name reference in the verse, tentatively offering that if the song's subject were to make a move she wouldn't mind, really. The melody of the chorus is a morose and flattened effect and a resigned shrug. I guess it could be worse walking out the door with your bags. Um, can you see me using everything to hold back? Like, it's talking about, like, her best friend that she's realizing, like, oh, I have more than friendship feelings for you, but I'm not going to make the first move. But if you feel the same, will you make the first? Like, it's just interesting to hear her like really I don't know the word I want to use just like casually saying subtle it yeah it's just like Like it's an inner monologue of figuring Mm -hmm. out her sexuality and I think that that's a cool thing to put in a song rather than like explicitly saying it or like really like bluntly saying something it's cool to hear her almost thought process about it because that's what's realistic. Right. You know? And it's like, you almost get to be like a fly on the wall. Like, see, like I can, when I listen to those lyrics, I can see two teenage girls sitting on a couch, like watching a movie and one like looking over and being like, oops, I like you more yeah. than a friend, you know? Yep. And I just think that's like a cool thing that a song can make you like visualize something like that. Yeah, for sure. Um... You know I'm all about R&B, especially mm-hmm. early 2000s R&B. So Softly was up on my list of favorites for this album. It's very much Y2K R&B. Y2K, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby. And did you... I hope I can be heard enough. Did you notice the children's choirs? Yes, I actually was going to talk about that too. I, I have a love-hate for them. And this one falls on my love spectrum. I thought it was really good, and it 
made me emotional, not even going to lie. And I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure if that is because of I've been very emotional all weekend or if it's, you know, because the actual song yeah. has been emotional. For those of you, for those of you listeners, one of my very, very close friends since childhood got married yesterday. It's been a very emotional weekend. I'm still, <laughs> still feeling it a little bit. She sent us some pictures today and then I just, it just, I just cried all over again. But <laughs> like, it was like a sad song. And then these kids came in and they're singing along with her when they, and it's like, they were kind of bad, you know, mm-hmm. but it like in a good way, like intentionally. And I was just like, oh, okay, now I'm feeling tears. <laughs> like <laughs> I said it was an odd but neat touch. Like, yeah. I don't know if you can you can make them weird. It can be weird if you don't do it right. But I'm I think she did it. She did it in just the right way where if it was more, it would be unnecessary. And if it was less, it would be uncomfortable. Yes, I agree. Which is why it was like, like I heard it and I was like, ooh, and then I was like, yeah, OK. And it was also the very last song on the album. So I feel like that was kind of a cool way to wrap up the album yeah you know what I mean yep and like I I didn't dive too too deep into the lyrics obviously I've you know just haven't but um like it also is like I feel like it's her it's like a projection of her younger self singing these songs because she is still so young Mm -hmm. but like that's just kind of what it made me feel it was like her singing but then like her younger voice coming through and also singing yeah which I don't know if that was the intent behind it or what but that was how I kind of interpreted it a little bit so I don't know I thought it was pretty cool yeah I agree it it is odd because children choir children's choirs are always like surprising because they're never expected Mm -hmm. but but yeah I also unrelated to immunity I love that she has a song called flaming hot cheetos like, it just shows you I how young she is. Yes, I did not know that, and now I'm glad. It's off of Diary I haven't really listened... Okay, I haven't really listened to her until this al- until this album. She comes like, up on my... Like, I knew of my, her, but... She comes up on my um, Explore a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my Explore is... Ugh. I mean, it's good because it's, like, chill indie, but I hate that it's chill indie. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I need to expand. Sorry, that was a I'm big such a yawn. <gasps> Let it out. Let um, it out. Hang it out. Yeah. Down the street. Sometimes you just gotta let it out, you know? I'm getting my second wind. <laughs> right as we're closing it out. <laughs> right as we're closing it out. So, guess what we're doing next week, y'all? It's gonna be a doozy. Because we are talking about none other than Bonnie Vare. And, and we've talked p- about doing Bonnie Vare. What? For those people out there who don't know who Bonnie Vare is, you may know him as Bon Iver. I swear to God, if you call him Bon Iver, I will kick you in the nose. Because. Hey, have you quit. ever heard of this guy called Bon Iver? Bon Bon? No, I haven't because that's not his name. <laughs> anyway, we had talked about doing Bonnie Vare's last album. Oh God, I don't even know what the name of it of it is. I'm looking at the vinyl over there on the wall. I don't even know the name of it because it's very, it's a lot. 
and and we didn't do the album because it's a lot and this album is even more but i was like you know what <laughs> fuck it let's just <laughs> it's brand new it's chaos let's talk about it i'm probably not so, gonna yeah. like it but that's okay probably I just not have, i have feelings towards bonnie bear mm-hmm. like i appreciate his music so much i just don't care well, I feel like if you weren't really into him during, like, the For Emma Forever Ago phase and, like, his earlier phase and, like, you know, cried to Blood Bank and shit like that, now you're not going to, like, enjoy listening to his newer stuff as much because mm-hmm. it's like you either got really into him right away. And I'm not being like, I got into Bonnie Bear right away. But, like, I've liked, I've listened to Bonnie Bear for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, like, religiously so i think that's why if you don't do that it's hard way harder to enjoy right if you haven't listened to him religiously for a long time like i know skinny love and that's so. it yeah so, <laughs> so that's my bonnie bear experience that's okay and that's okay it's all right. we all have different bonnie bear paths that we take mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i'm excited to talk about it because I don't know. I really like him. He's one of my favorite artists. I've listened to him for a long time. So Thank you. I'm excited. But in the meantime, yeah. you guys can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Anchor, YouTube, all of the above at Music Monday Cast. One more time, that is at Music Monday Cast. The fridge Bring it around for on. the third. At Music Monday Cast. Music Music Monday Monday cast. cast spelled exactly the way spelled you exactly it to be. the way you would expect it to be. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. You're gonna listen to that back when you're editing, and you're gonna be like, "Whoa!" And I'm gonna think it's really. I'm gonna think I messed it up or something, yeah. and I need to move it around. But it's just gonna be my own dumbass being a dumbass. In the meantime, uh, you guys have a freaking musical Monday. Freaking I'm going to murder you through this (laughs) FaceTime call. I know. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye, y'all.